Hello readers, this is Gretchen with Waverly Gets Lit. Welcome to Scratch the Itch, where we deal with niche things. Niche, by definition, is denoting or relating to products, services, or other interests that appeal to a small specialized section of the population. To put it simply, we're going to be talking about books that have a smaller fan base. Today we have five books. We have Making Folk Instruments in Wood by Dennis Waring. We have Backyard Forging. We have um, the Ghost Hunting Handbook. And another book on the topic of ghosts, which is The Ghost of Elvis and Other Celebrity Spirits, as well as Toy Tractors. Now, I skimmed through all of these, and actually I've completely read a few of them, and I think that they're all actually pretty interesting, no matter of if they're something that you would regularly read or not. For example, um, the first book that we're going to be talking about is Backyard Forging by Ellen Zakos. Um, we actually own this book at my house, and when I sat out the library, I, I thought, hey, I think that more people should hear about it. So, Backyard Forging by Ellen Zakos is a book on foods that you can eat out in the wild, and how you can prepare them, and also, like, the seasons where they're harvestable, and what parts of them you can eat, and different, like, little recipes for them. One of the... One of my favorite ones to like read about is the foods that we just see normally, but we don't know that they're edible. For example, dandelions on page 154. Um, it says its scientific name as well as when it's harvestable, which is every season but winter. And it talks about like how to recognize it, how to harvest them, um, it says here that dandelion greens are exceptionally nutritious, containing high levels of vitamin A, calcium, and potassium. They're tastiest in the early spring before they flower. So I think that that's really interesting. And just on the page after that, there's the daylily, which is a plant which I've seen many times around Waverly in people's gardens. This book is really great if you like to go out on walks through parks or even if you're trying to find a new thing to do when you're bored at home during the summer. I usually have, I've actually read through this whole book and I think it's really cool because even if there is flowers that you know that you can eat or different plants you know you can eat, it talks about like better ways to harvest them and eat them. Like here's the pineapple wood, which is really cool. It says here in a little side thing that it's related to chamomile. Pineapple weed has an enticing scent that has a history of being used as a sleep acid. So I think that that's really interesting. There is many different chapters on different top topics. Um, and she actually, the author who is Ellen Zakos, sorry, I forgot that for a second, um, has some other stories in the back from other authors called Backyard Homestead, Eating Aliens, The Homebrewer's Garden, Homegrown Honeybees, Preserving Wild Foods, and Put Them Up, which I think is really cool how she tells about other ways that you can extend on your knowledge of eating foods. There's topics about, like, mushrooms, Oh, here's a page right here on some oak 
because um, you know how oaks have those little uh, acorns? So it talks about how to harvest them and how to eat them. And then here's a, another chapter, chapter 6, called Roots, Tubers, and Rhizomes. Rhizomes. And it's sort of, it's just really cool how there's all these foods which you just see around every day and you don't know that you can eat them. So it's really good for if you just want to go out, take a walk, and it definitely is pretty fun to learn about. The next book that we're going to be talking about today is Making Folk Instruments in Wood by Dennis Waring. This is actually the book that I chose for the first draft of the podcast, but unless you go through and read the whole thing, there's not really enough topic on it for its own episode, so I decided to include it with these. Um, so make folking, Making Folk Instruments with Wood in Wood is by Dennis Waring, and I think it's actually really interesting. You see, um, it's set up so then people of all skill levels at woodwork can make it with just various materials. It's really good if you want to first like get into woodwork or if you're very experienced because there's more complex things the further you go. If you think that, hey, I like woodwork or I'm interested in getting into it, but I don't know how to make any instruments, there's no reason to fear because it has instructions and actually some sample songs that you can play and teaches you how to use them as well. There is also some optional accessories to get your own little personal touch. Along with having, along with teaching you how to make and play these instruments, there is also some history that is described in there. For example, um, the thumb piano on page 50 says that the, says here I'll quote it, this lovely little instrument is modeled after the African kimba, which is formerly used for rela- relaying messages during the time the slave traders assaulted the African coast. Thumb pianos are made in all shapes and sizes and are sometimes held inside a very large gourd. This enables the sound to return to the person playing the instrument. I think that it's really cool how it talks about the history of all sorts of things. And um, it goes into really great detail on how to make them so then anyone would like it. And in a lot of the photos, they actually have kids playing and making instruments. So that would lead me to think that if you have kids at home, this might be a good craft to try to do together. The next book that we will talk about is Toy Tractors. Now this is definitely one of the more niche things I found, but I actually thought that it was pretty fun to read because some of the things that it talks about are just general history that I think that people should know about. Um, Toy Tractors is by Wog Rangner and Vincent Manock. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, there is one chapter per decade up through, it's the 80s, I believe, where it just continues, yep, 80s to present is the chapter 7, and then it goes on about implements, branch collectibles, restoration prices, and an index. By the way, the index for this book is really good. Like, I looked through it, and it just looks generally very helpful. So, this talks about the history um, about these tractors in general and like how toy tractors and tractors have evolved throughout the decades. Um, for example, um, in chapter 3, which is the 1940s, it says, In post-war America, tractor builders concentrated on the smaller farm, um, sorry, smaller farm since about 4 million farmers were working less than 100 acres. I thought that was pretty interesting and I didn't know about that yet. There's also prices of the toy tractors, which I thought was really cool, and it talks about 
um, how when the tractors are in mint condition, so they're straight out of the box or even in the box, they're worth a lot more than if they have to get restored. And this also goes on about how like the restoration process happens in one of the chapters in the back. So I thought that was really cool as well. Once again, that is Toy Tractors by Rob Wagner and Vincent Manock. Now the last two books that we're going to cover are about ghosts. And I thought that these are really interesting because, personally, I don't see really... I don't think that ghosts are real, but at the same time, it seems like people have a lot of fun hunting them, so I think that it's really great for anyone who wants to like have a good time. So this book that we're going to talk about is... The Ghost Hunting Handbook by Mark Tyler Nobleman. And it's illustrated by Kelly Ann Hanron. So I think that this is a really good book because it's only about as big as my hand. So that means that it's easy to carry with you while you go on your adventures. And it talks about things like the overlap of the spirit world and different types of ghosts. So I thought this was really cool because there's a lot about ghosts that I learned through this. And like here's just a chapter that opened to called Crossover Obstacles. And then it talks about why some why theories are why some ghosts tend to stick around, such as the ghost doesn't know that its physical form has passed on, the ghost has unfinished business, the ghost died in accidentally, the ghost died violently, the ghost is afraid to go into the light. So I think that it's all pretty interesting how people have come up with these theories. And I actually like this because there's some common errors that people make when they're allegedly ghost hunting. And this book actually covers them and how to avoid them, such as one of the things that I read about was a camera strap in the lens. And then it's like, just leave your camera strap at home. And I thought that that was sort of fun. Um, this book does have... Um, different like parts of it which is available to write notes in although since this is the library copy which I have here I recommend that you don't write in the library copy but you can definitely get it online and so here's one of the pages it's a ghost hunting log it covers the date time hunt began location weather lead ghost hunter other ghost hunters present and other ghosts of hunters present it's actually like recommended that you hunt with others, which I think is great because it makes it more of a friendly affair. So the final book that I have here is The Ghost of Elvis and Other Celebrity Spirits by Daniel Cohen. So I like this because in actually one of the chapters, it covers Houdini and I did a school project on Houdini. So so I think it's sort of interesting to see him from a more modern perspective um, because in case you don't know, he didn't believe in the supernatural, but his wife did. So then she kept trying to contact him like on Halloween. And it's somewhat of a, almost seems like a tradition for some people to try to contact Houdini. So this book is cool because it goes over the story of how these people and celebrities died. Then it tells about different, different sightings and the ones that they think are the most realistic. So I think that this one combined with the ghost hunting handbook is a really interesting set of books that people should definitely try to pick up for some fun, even if you're not interested in ghosts. Because it does have some pretty cool history in them. So that's it for today. We covered Making Folk Instruments in Wood by Dennis Waring, um, Backyard Forging by Ellen Zakos, Toy Tractors by Rob Wagner and Vincent Manicock, 
Ghost, the Ghost Hunting Handbook by Mark Tyler Nobleman, and The Ghost of Elvis and Other Celebrity Spirits by Daniel Cohen. Thank you, and please check in to the other podcasts we have here. Get lit!